everybody. Welcome to Spill the Novel Tea, where three girlies shout into the void about our latest book hot takes and obsessions. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And this week we're spilling the tea about a popular Greek retelling of the Trojan War, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. So if you entered the Greek mythology pipeline through Percy Jackson as a child, like we all did, um, or if you just enjoy a good romantic tragedy, here's the tea. All right, so we'll jump right in. So we start the book with a very young prince named Patroclus. When he's like nine or 10 or something, his father brings him to Sparta to present himself as a suitor for Helen, who is a princess of Sparta. And she's like the most beautiful princess of the land or whatever. Um, And long story short, Helen chooses a man named Menelaus, to be her husband and all of the other suitors make an oath that they will protect Helen and Menelaus forever, basically. Um, So personally, I really liked this scene. I don't know much about ancient Greek history, so I wasn't aware of this part of the story. Um, I also didn't really realize that this would come back to be a really big deal later in the book. So I thought the setup was really good. I don't know what y'all thought. Um, so I would say I like this scene, um, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you, um, Kaylee, where, um, I don't know as much about mythology. I know things here and there. Um, so I should say I wasn't coming in with the context, like of how the story actually goes. Um, but I did like the scene. It felt random to me at the time. I wasn't sure how it was going to tie back in, but I will say it was very rewarding once you get the tie in, uh, you know, later on you find out that Patroclus must continue to um, fight on her behalf because of the oath and everything. But um, yeah, it was an interesting start, but I really liked the payoff once I realized kind of what the tie-in was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to be our resident Greek mythology nerd. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I was full in on the Greek mythology as a youth. I have, I have a card to prove it. Okay. It's this big book of Greek myths that I've had since I was a child. Okay. And I read this like a thousand times. So I was a full nerd (laughs) even before Percy Jackson. So. Wow. She like, she like Greek mythology. It was cool. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) She started the trend actually. Yeah. Yeah. The Greeks weren't even known before I found them. So um, you're welcome to everyone. Um, no, but I, I was super into Greek mythology, so I kind of, I knew, like, Patroclus and Achilles. I've even mentioned them in, like, episodes before, and I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Patroclus and Achilles, and y'all are like, the fuck are you even talking about? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, I knew vaguely of the story, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so I was surprised that Helen got to choose her husband, because I didn't remember that from the story, um, and Odysseus is actually the one that that kind of, like, advocates for her um which we love him for that but i had to check the lore to be like did i just forget i did not forget she did not originally choose her husband and the reason why i think this is a weird choice is because in the original tale the way it felt to me is like she gets assigned a husband like all the women did back in the day and then she kind of falls for this other man and she chooses to like go be with him um and it's kind of this story of like You know, it's like a forbidden love kind of thing. And, like, you can feel sympathetic towards her even though this caused, like, all this war and death and whatever because you're like, well, you know, when you aren't marrying for love, like, you can kind of understand how it happens. But Mm -hmm. with her choosing her husband, it makes me feel less sympathetic towards her because it's – and 
I get it's still maybe yeah. not a marriage of love, but I'm like, damn, like you were given the space to like choose and then we still have to go through all this yeah. stuff. Um, that definitely yeah. changes, you know, having not not knowing like all of the background. I think I could totally see how that leads to a very different interpretation of the story and stuff. So yeah. it's an interesting choice for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it felt a little strange to me. And also my other slight beef is like, and you mentioned this, Abby, like he takes the oath to protect them. But then when it mm-hmm. comes down to it, he doesn't follow through on the oath. So for the second part of it, I was like, now I really don't understand why we had this scene because he he just like elects not to do it. And I don't know if that is to show yeah. us like maybe a, good point. a coward. Like, I, I don't know what the narrative purpose of it is because I was mm-hmm. instantly like, oh, shit, you know, he's got this oath. This is how Achilles is going to get drawn into it because he's obviously not going to let Patroclus go into it alone. But they both just mm-hmm. kind of are like, I, I don't really feel like it. And Achilles' dad is like, all right, bet. And yeah, yeah. I don't that know. was really weird. It's a good point. It's a good setup if it's followed through on or if right. it's more clear. Because I know we like find out, of course, that Patroclus is like scared and mm-hmm. at the thought of fighting and stuff. But not to jump ahead too much. But then, of course, he does end up, you know, fighting a little bit. Um, yeah. Not planned, but he gets into it. So, yeah, it, it's a weird, it's an interesting choice. Not weird, I should say, but just interesting yeah. way to spin it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked the scene, but... Later in the book, I found myself asking, like, what was the point, really? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just interesting. What was, was the payoff? To me. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely, like, a big opener, too. And, um, you know, so we have this scene, and then we jump into, um, after this, you know, Patroclus goes back um, home, and, um, but when he's there, he ends up up uh killing another um boy um in the um back home and um it's an accident but he basically ends up using this like brute strength and kills him um over this petty thing and um he you know can't really like keep it in and stuff so he ends up i believe telling his father if i'm remembering correctly and then is exiled to pythia um as a result so when he is in pythia he meets achilles who is the prince of pythia Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, in terms of the scene where he um, ends up killing um, the kid, I actually, I kind of really like this scene, um, which might be an interesting take. I think it's a good setup to um, uh, Patroclus's character and something that also like lends itself to a lot of interesting perspective from him um, later on with Achilles because um Basically, when it's time for Achilles to start fighting, um, weirdly enough, you would never guess, but Patroclus, yeah, is the one who's killed someone out of the two of them. He has seen death before. He has caused death before Achilles has, and uh, which is something you wouldn't expect as you get to know their characters more. So I think it both forces Patroclus to confront death really early on, which I think is like an interesting kind of influence on his character, um, especially someone who's like not compatible combative um and then it also influences his his concern for achilles i think when he starts killing people nonstop later on because he knows how it felt to accidentally kill one person and how much that weighed on him for so long and then to see achilles just you know get into this sort of killing spree and um really lean into it i think 
um, he's a little concerned about that. So I think it's an interesting setup. Yeah, I think but, that's a great yeah. point. Um, it definitely sets up his character. And too, like, I think it's important to note that the Patroclus before this, he's like, he's in full like loser mode and i say that with the most like sympathy it's just like it's so sad the whole beginning is so sad because he really just takes like l after l like his dad doesn't like him everyone thinks he's stupid like and and it's just rough for him and this kid is like bullying him and he ends up killing him and it's it's giving very like you know brute doesn't know his own strength which I kind of wanted his his strength to to come back more in the in the you know latter parts of the book because yeah. he kind of still is on loser mode and gets referred to as like weak and small and skinny and stuff and so right. I was a little surprised by that versus like I think it would have been interesting if to your point Abby like he is so strong but he chooses to not use that ability because he was so traumatized by this thing that right. he did and and whatever and it was so scary for him and it caused all this um, right strife. if it was more intentional mm-hmm. of like him acknowledging that he is strong at least um right. and choosing not to utilize it versus really not believing that he is strong yeah and then like not a protector yeah. path you know right yeah. yeah it's a good point um the scene also is used to, like like Abby already mentioned to kind of propel the plot and of um Patroclus going to Pythia and meeting Achilles mm-hmm. so it's like I I I liked the idea of him being in exile mm-hmm. and not having anyone yeah. in his life and then having to like lean on Achilles and his family a little bit um I really yeah I like that that yeah. plot point and I think, like, his whole time in Pythia with Achilles is so cute. Like, he kind of um, forces his way into Achilles' life. Achilles is like, mm-hmm. all the boys think he's so cool and so strong and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they all low-key, like, hate him but have a crush on him is how it reads to me because they, like, mm-hmm. want to be him. Oh, yeah. They want to be his friend. They want to be chosen by him. And there's, like, this little scene where – uh, Patroclus, like, he stops going to, like, their training or whatever. And Achilles is like, brava, why aren't you going to the training? And he's like, I don't want to. And Achilles is like, okay, but, like, how are you going to lie to get out of it? And Patroclus mm-hmm. is like, oh, I haven't even considered lying because I'm but a simple boy. And then he <laughs> basically convinces Achilles to, like, adopt him and just be like, can you just be my excuse? And Achilles is like, shit, I guess. Like, I'll do it. And so that's how they start, like, spending time together. And Achilles is, like, very quickly, like, this is my boy. This is my boy. I'm adopting yeah. him. He's staying in my room. Like, I love this. I love This is my pal. And everyone's like, all right, okay. And it's just very cute the way that it all unfolds and the way their friendship starts and the little moments. I like the, the lunch table bit. Like, um, how one day Achilles was just sitting at Patroclus's uh, lunch table yeah. where he normally sits by himself and I I liked that detail a lot yeah yeah these little small moments that like kind of add up um and yeah I'm obsessed with the like you know do I want to be him do I want to be with him and obviously you know they're starting out young but they're there for longer and so it's just this kind of like growing feeling and I think that there's also what's really cute too is like Patroclus I think even early on is like you know, kind of annoyed by him or he just seems like, you know, 
uh when he first meets him i think when he's like taken to like the throne room or whatever um you can kind of he's like oh he's just you know kind of like snooty doesn't care you know all this kind of thing and then you get to see that like wall kind of break and stuff and it's just it's very cute i agree it's very cute and so they get very attached to each other um and uh achilles's mom is a goddess okay and her name is thetis and she does not like patroclus and she makes this like mm-hmm. extremely clear from like day one she's got I, I don't know why i don't know if we're ever specifically told why i wouldn't be surprised if she knew that patroclus led to achilles's death like if that was in a prophecy or something um because that is essentially more or less what happens spoilers <laughs> but either way she does I think not it's like- about I think it's about Achilles's honor. I think she mentions that like he's gonna ruin Patroclus is gonna ruin Achilles's honor. So I don't even know. I think I it's think more about true. that than I mean, the I death. Think Achilles ruins his own honor, to be frank. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. for sure. But anyways, yeah, she's got beef with him. So um, partly to train Achilles, and then I think also partly to get him away from Patroclus. She signs him up to go to school with Chiron um, in the woods. To, it's basically like hero training. Like this is how Hercules was trained and everything. Um, and so Achilles leaves. They have this like moment where Patroclus like kisses him. And then they Achilles like runs away. And then he leaves the next day to go to training. And then Patroclus is like, I cannot do this. And so he runs and follows and then they meet up in the woods and then they, they both become trained by Chiron um, because Chiron is like, hey, Thetis, stuff it. Like the man, the man can stay. Let him stay. He's a good yeah. man, Savannah. <laughs> True. I love that Chiron like knows what it means for him to mm-hmm. basically like be blowing off a goddess and still just like lets it happen. Yeah. yeah. He knows. Yeah. yeah. He knows for sure. Yeah. And that we, kind of leads stand. to like their the early stages of their relationship too. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool how they started out as like really close friends and built a really slow foundation, which a lot of times we don't really see in books. Like it was very, it was very much a slow burn from the beginning. And it was clear mm-hmm. that they loved each other. And most importantly, it was clear like why they loved each other, in mm-hmm. my opinion, like it wasn't just like instant love it was like no they they actually like had a good foundation of friendship first and yeah i liked it yeah i think like for me um the the why they love each other is because madeline miller did a really great job of building up these little tiny moments that add up to that so like the way that patroclus says that achilles always says his name really slow when everyone else says his name really fast like they can't wait to get it over with and it's like that little tiny detail (laughs) that like it just melts your heart you know when you read it yeah and like there is so much of like obviously Achilles is very beautiful and he's very impressive and powerful but there was so much of the little stuff between them that the romance became more than just what we get in a lot of other books which is like he's hot he's the hottest in the school he's such a hot boy and i can't wait to sleep with him like it was more than that I love yeah that. oh for sure and i think too like mentioning um that kind of like line maddie i think what's really sweet i wish i'd gone through and like highlighted some of them but mm-hmm. 
there's just so many sweet like cute little lines or you know like um yeah about achilles really seeing him and just Mm -hmm. i don't know they it's so it's so wholesome and it's just really Mm -hmm. i really like chiron um Mm -hmm. and i love too that speaking of like the small moments it's things too like they're not just training for battle right they're also learning things like how to cook or like um i i think that they were like going around like scavenging like mushrooms and stuff like i don't know it's just very in medicine they learned about like medicine medicine and surgery right which is of course like important for um patroclus in particular like later in the story but yeah it is it's such a like peaceful little happy part of the book it's so wholesome i was eating the book through this point i also liked how chiron like was just minding his own business like it was probably pretty apparent that patrick oh yeah achilles had a relationship but he just minds his own business and i i like that (laughs) yeah he's he's very much like hey if you know it it ain't bugging me so y'all do what y'all need yeah yeah exactly Um, yeah no i loved him he was sweet so i think we should go back to fetus (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we should go back to thetis a little bit and um talk about her basically like like we said thetis is a goddess and she hates patroclus and she's really powerful um in my opinion she was pretty much the only strong woman like woman who was represented as being a strong Mm -hmm. woman in the book um so how could i not like love her or love to hate her maybe um because she was a little bit of a villain but she obviously wanted what was best for her son. And she did come around in the end, obviously not to spoil it. Um, So she turned out to like make the right decision in the end. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I liked, I liked Thetis. She was like Mm -hmm. a constant thorn in our side, especially on like Mount Pelion. Like she just kept showing up and being like, by the way, get this kid out of here. And Achilles was like, no, I will not be doing that. Um, I hated her, but, like, in the best way. Like, she was such a good yeah. little antagonist, little thorn in our side of, like, the constant trying to pull them apart. And I think particularly this served as a really good lever for Achilles to show his devotion to Patroclus because it would have been really easy to write this in a way where it was, like, Patroclus is so devoted to Achilles he's the star he's and he Achilles is like kind of like a passive person in this relationship like just chilling he likes having his little boy around you know like whatever but instead because of Thetis and other people in the book but primarily Thetis he has to constantly fight to to keep Patroclus's place next to him and so I really like that we we get to see it from both sides that like Achilles is also really valuing Patroclus in this way and his place in Achilles's life, even when it's extremely difficult for Achilles to, to do that and to carve that space for him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's a great point. And especially to like for Achilles to not only, you know, it's not only a matter of pissing off his mom, it's pissing off a God, right. A goddess. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, he's potentially risking a lot by um, his devotion to Patroclus, the same way Patroclus is risking a lot by his devotion to him um Mm -hmm. yeah no i i liked her a lot and that i hated her but um i also think too again not to jump ahead but just her 
coming full circle and the ending and stuff too and like i like so you know support women's rights and also women's wrongs true but most importantly women's wrongs and so i think to (laughs) your point kaylee about she's doing these things because she wants to protect him i think that is true i but i think that what i like about her character is that she's written in such a way where you're not really sure like is it because she cares about um achilles or is it because she cares about the image of Achilles, mm-hmm. right? This is her son. Yeah. This is her legacy. Yeah. He, so, and I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think ultimately the last scene kind of brings this full circle of like yeah. when she's getting to recount all these special things about him and decides like, you know what, this is someone who knows my son. I want him to go in peace and, you know, be in the afterlife with him. Um, but uh, I, I like that she is a complicated char- character, not mm-hmm. only in the way that she pisses you off, but like you wonder what her motivations are. So, um, yeah. yeah, she's a good character. A good she's point. interesting. Yeah. I yeah. think too, Abby, like, so from what I understand, I don't, I don't know a lot about Thetis, but from what I understand, like mm-hmm. she's a relatively new goddess because she kind of like mm. was made and then she had Achilles, like very soon after if not immediately gotcha and so, yeah um he he's like her first son and so to me that also makes a lot of sense why she acts the way she does because she's mm-hmm. she's a baby goddess you know she's got to get her class yeah. she's got to prove herself in life and then i think by the end not to jump ahead but like when she gets that second chance with achilles's son and it sucks mm-hmm. she realizes what she had with Achilles and like where she went wrong. And I think we see her character development through that. And that's when she finally Mm -hmm. comes around to Patroclus, you know? And I think that's really, I don't know. She was just written in a, in a very good way. I love. Yeah. She was very interesting. A very interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a character that I hate, you know? So (laughs) love to hate, love to hate, love to hate. Um, so, um, uh, as uh, Achilles and Patroclus uh, were training with Chiron, after that we have um, the news that um, Paris of Troy has kidnapped Helen. Um, so uh, basically, um, Achilles and Patroclus are called back um, and uh, to Achilles's home in Pythia, and um, they're informed that this war. Or well, they're informed that she has been kidnapped, which we know means that a war is going to break out. So Mm -hmm. Paris kidnaps Helen um, and all the uh, um, all the boys are rounded up to be asked if they'd like to go to war. And um, Patroclus thinks for a second that he'll have to go because of his oath. um, And um, but then he he doesn't. Um, And Achilles also decides not to go at this time. Um, So (laughs) Thetis kidnaps uh, Achilles and takes him to. Achiros, Achiros, um, a neighboring kingdom uh, to hide in from the draft for when the war gets more intense. Um, she marries him to the king's daughter in secret and the daughter, uh, Didamia, how do we say it? Didamia? Didamia? Didamia. 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 Um, she becomes pregnant. Um, and so then Patroclus finds them there and, uh, uh drama ensues of course because he's found out that achilles is going to be a dad basically yeah so yeah this part this book this part of the book was i don't know it was i didn't i don't it was weird i can't even articulate it was weird weird. there's a lot of it was kind of unnecessary i mean i get that achilles needed to have a son but he could have definitely done that with like 
Breeses, Breeses. You could have had a son with her instead of Day, Day Dami. These names are so hard. Um, Like, I I don't know. I feel like it just could have been, this part could have been cut out. I don't know. Yeah, I, so like this is part of Achilles' real lore. So I get why we had to go through it. But I don't really know if if Patroclus like should have been there. Like that's not part of the lore. I he was a weird addition to this part of the oh, book. I think it almost yeah. made more sense if like Achilles is gone. We don't know where he is. And then maybe Patroclus finally decides to join the war at some point. And then that's mm-hmm. kind of where they reunite. Um, because Patroclus being kind of just like accepted in this kingdom and like again we kind of get this thing where it's like everyone knows what's going on but like they're not addressing it they're just kind of pretending it's not there and they're just like gal pals um yeah. mommy hates patroclus obviously and they have a weird relationship I, I, I yeah hate i did I hate, hate that it. especially uh. knowing knowing now like again i wasn't familiar with this um from a myth standpoint so like i didn't realize that patroclus doesn't go there and stuff in the original and that really makes me feel a way about this section because i do understand why she is becomes the mother of like achilles Mm. um achilles son and i actually can totally see why it's her because i feel like you know she's kind of filled with a lot of resentment and things with like how things go down and then once we meet her son at the end of the book he is this kind of like more evil character right so i can almost like see that vitriol like in him a bit but um but i don't think the patroclus part makes sense then to have that happen that seems unnecessary yeah yeah it was gross and another thing i didn't like it didn't make sense to me i guess this is the history and I'm, i'm complaining about the history but Another thing that didn't make sense to me was how they couldn't tell that Achilles wasn't a woman because he's been training for years. He's, he's a broad. big, strong yeah. warrior. And and I get that they had talked about how he looked a little bit feminine, like with his hair and mm-hmm. face or whatever. But how could you not tell by his body that he wasn't a woman? That's a good point. Because I think that it was more normal, you know, perhaps at the time. Like that that wouldn't have been as shocking at the time in terms of like his physical like his features like his face but that does bring up a good point of like his build if it is the way that we're told in the book yeah i wonder what like, i guess it depends on how old he was at this point too. like yeah it's kind of more of the flowy like robe. yeah i might be missing something there yeah but That's i think true. it's a good point like i i don't know it's it, it's just strange from top to bottom and it's also kind of weird because like we get this like commentary from Patroclus that he's like he's kind of into Achilles as a woman too and so it's kind of like are we a bi baby is that what we're is that the but then we're like not really going on the path but then like I don't know it's just it's all a little strange and I didn't really understand yeah the purpose of dedicating so much of the book to this story beat when it didn't really seem like we needed to do all that like how fun would it have been to have like an Achilles son reveal that like Patroclus didn't even know and he was like right or like or even yeah that would have been cool or even if Patroclus like just didn't go here and then he and Achilles are reunited in a different way at some point and he finds out Achilles tells him the truth that he has a son like Mm -hmm. um and you know like if he basically recounts 
some of this to him without it being like the entire section of the book. I think that would yeah. probably work better. And I think too, like, not to drag this out, but like, I think this is a point where we start to, like, this is the point where Patroclus's path becomes so intertwined with Achilles's path that I think he stops developing as a character because this would have been a great opportunity for him to be apart from Achilles to get some yearning and some mourning and some whatever but also Mm -hmm. um, it would have been really cool if maybe he um, you know stayed with Chiron and learned more about medicine and surgery and we could see kind of like him find his passion and his place in life and what he loves to do apart from Achilles because we just did not get a lot of that Um, that's a good point and yeah this time this whole time this whole section could probably be utilized differently in the story you know with Mm -hmm. treat Patrocles like an individual because it's very true that like historically his name is only brought up with Achilles and I think this was would have been a really great opportunity to treat Mm. him like he is a deserving main character in his own story you know, especially That's because true. it's from his POV. Yeah, put some respect on his name. That's why I thought I was so excited when this was from Patroclus's point of view instead of Achilles's point of view. Yeah, because I thought, oh, the, like I love the concept of like a story being told from a side character's POV, right? And, like, building that out, but I think it ended up just being a story told from like a side character's POV. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That was an excellent point. Um, that could have been used for so many different things. So. Good point. So eventually, um, the love and light of our lives, Odysseus, shows up (laughs) and he tricks Achilles into revealing himself because Achilles can uh, can just not help but be the the light of the center of the universe. And he's like, I gotcha. And he's like, (laughs) do you want to go to war now? And Achilles is like, not really, but I guess I will do it. Um, And so this is where we start the section of the book where we get war and so much war and then more war. And then you may think the war is over, but the war is not over. And to be fair, this is kind of Achilles' fault because there's a prophecy um, where uh, it is said Achilles will die after he kills Hector, who is kind of the Achilles of the Trojans. Okay, he's the he's the badass, but Achilles is better than him, and everyone knows this. And um, so simply, Achilles is like, I'll do the war, but I just I just won't kill Hector. I'll let him keep getting away, and then I can't die because that has to happen before I die. Mm-hmm. And so because of this, the war drags on for like 10 years because like the fates you know the the domino is blocked the domino cannot fall and uh, right it just feels like such a slug through to me like i it was boring i don't like war that much and like it was a lot and i get why we we don't want to kill hector i was like god damn like can we do something like my god i'm dying (laughs) 
I agree. Yeah. Normally, I'm like, I'm 100% here for war scenes. Y'all know this about me. But this war went on forever. And it was like the most underwhelming war I had ever heard of in my life because none of the, well, here I am talking, complaining about the history again, but it's like <laughs> none of the main people die. And then it's like literally they describe it and they're like, yeah, we just kind of meet up on the beach and battle it out at a certain time every day. Yeah. And then we like take a break. And that's the consensus between both yeah. sides. Like, yeah. rather than an ongoing war with more raids and, like, things like that, which is more realistic. And it's, like, it was just described in a really underwhelming way. And I wasn't here for it. Yeah. I, I think the actual, like, battle scenes themselves and stuff, like, definitely drag on. Um, I think, though, that, like... Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think of things that kind of happen in the interim, and I know that we'll talk about some other characters we meet in a second, but um, I I think what it does, though, getting back to your point, Maddie, of, like, this kind of is Achilles' fault because he's the one that decides to not kill Hector or to take forever to do it. Um, again, I don't know that this is made, the connection is made, like, explicit. I wish it were more explicit, but um, as things are dragging on, I wish that that connection was made a little bit more yeah. of, like, because I understand why it's important that it drags on for the sake of the story and for the sake of understanding why Achilles is being selfish and he yeah. is, like, it makes sense, but it does... It still does drag. So. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. I, like, I, I, I'm sure this was Madeline Miller's intention because it literally feels like everything comes to, like, a stalemate because it does like it, it the plot cannot go on because it's being prevented but right it was also difficult to read and i don't know how i think maybe like you're saying like a little bit more conflict where he gets called out on this sooner or more often would be easier to read and he does get called out on it once later yeah so people know um i just it, it just I don't know. Yeah. We just like something more that's from it. Interesting yeah. as I'm thinking about it too. Cause there are a couple of things that happen that I think are interesting. So one being when the little mini like plague goes around. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure this is um, sometime. Uh, I don't even know where we're at in the 10 years of war, but um, that, and then um, when there's, basically a thought of um, all the soldiers like overthrowing, like turning against yeah. um, what's his name? Guy's name I starts with the Yeah. Mr. A. <laughs> we'll call him that. Uh, so when uh, my brain is like, okay, the one that starts with an A, the other one starts yeah. with an A. Um, I, what's interesting too is because there's so much, you know, um anger towards him which makes sense because he sucks but um it's interesting too that like in that moment the frustration that all the soldiers have about the fact that this isn't going anywhere mm -hmm. is directed at him when yeah now there's another right. culprit for that and, and it's like Achilles, their friends so. are dying and their people are dying and i just think someone would have gotten pissed off before that at least one yeah person. right who's gonna tell especially because someone tell achilles is, his main thing is he's like well, Hector hasn't done anything to me, so I have no yeah. reason to kill him. It's like, girl. And it was like, it was so dumb and simple. It was so, so simple. Yeah, yeah, that was annoying. Two, like, okay, here's another thing. is like, we, the intro to Patroclus in the beginning of the book is like, we're told he's simple. And I think throughout the book, um, we, 
I don't think he's simple in the sense that like he's stupid. I think he's just like he he can say how it is and he expects people to tell him how it is and like that's just how they're gonna be. And so but Achilles <laughs> I'm kinda like this motherfucker might be simple because <laughs> he do not be thinking critically. And like part of like the original lore too is like Patroclus is Achilles' right hand man because he's very wise and he's like a trusted um advisor to Achilles who has like all this power and all this ability and we don't see that and I think that could have been another angle to take to make this part more interesting where Patroclus is kind of involved in the advising and the decision making because he's brought into these circles by default by being Achilles's right hand man and instead we kind of get him just standing in Achilles's shadow and like whispering little things occasionally in Achilles's ear and then Achilles is like I want to do this and they're like okay so Patroclus wants to do that okay we get it mm-hmm. yeah that's a great point I would love to see him more in an advisor role because I want to say too that am I remembering correctly that at one point um Patroclus confronts him about the fact that this is more like when later on he decides he's not going to fight, I think. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Patroclus confronts him about it. And he says something about like, don't talk about it again. Like, don't bring it up again. Yeah. I think. I think. And then it gets shut down instead of um, mm-hmm. Patroclus. Like, because he's not going to hurt Patroclus. So it's more like, okay, like, be brave. Like, confront him yeah. again. You're, mm-hmm. You can get through to him. You so, are the only yeah. one that he will listen to right literally he will listen to literally so i completely agree and i think that's where like i think maddie makes this point in our little doc that we take notes on but um basically achilles takes like the typical man like masculine role in the relationship and patroclus takes like the, the more feminine role in the in the relationship and so achilles like has all this power that patroclus like doesn't have and he doesn't really have a voice in their relationship towards the end um and i just like their relationship to me just went like way downhill and i get that it's supposed to but i just i wish patroclus had had more of a voice and like uh, mm-hmm. an, an active role in their relationship instead of just mm-hmm. being like okay well achilles doesn't want to do that so yeah oh well you know right like this more kind of like dominant and submissive kind of um yeah. just he just kind of goes along with things and is in the background and I think, you know, it makes sense. Sure, like, even if he is not the main fighter, he still mm-hmm. was trained. And beyond that, things like his skills with medicine and his smarts and everything, like his, you know, intelligence, I think that that makes him very much a powerful figure if he yeah. could use it in the book, you know, so. Yeah, and I think my my thing is, like, they got slotted into the, the war wife and the war husband roles and I've never, and you know, there are variations of every Greek myth, but like, I've always gotten the impression that it was very much like, because societally men are treated differently, these are two equals in society, in a relationship together, and how different that plays out in Greek society when both people in the relationship are in a position of power and respect where they have a voice. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Patroclus just does not use his his societal power in any meaningful way. Like he almost 
shoves himself in a corner behind Achilles and feels like Achilles is the only lever and that might be an intentional choice but what I really wanted to see for Patroclus's character development is like because Achilles sees him and treats him with respect he knows he's worth more than how he was treated and so he he grows with that you know he uses that ability not just fades into the background and even if it was like Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be through fighting too like it can be through medicine but we need more of it like i need to see more of patroclus being really invested in healing people not just a passing conversation where he says i've healed everyone in the camp and i know all their names that's not enough Mm -hmm. like and, and like his brute strength too like could really come into play here where it's like Sometimes for a bone to heal, it has to get broken again. So like it could it could all be tied up into that and him using his strength to do healing and kindness and support and whatever that he wants. But we just didn't get it. He just sat at home with the girls and like chitty chatted while fucking knitting. Which, you know? yeah, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that he had a lot to offer beyond beyond that for sure like um i do think that he the whole like kind of subplot of um them taking care of these girls and stuff mm-hmm. like i i did find that really interesting like that, and especially yeah. because i think um patroclus is the one who really um makes the effort to it's do that and <laughs> like it's yeah he cares about that and um it's important to him and so i did like that but i think um circling back to what you were saying to Maddie about like, you know, wondering, you know, it's probably intentional that he takes this kind of backseat role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it actually brings up a good kind of question. Like at the end of the day with this book, it's called the song of Achilles, but it's told through Patroclus's perspective. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, wondering, is it Madeline's main goal to show mm-hmm. us Patroclus um, who we don't get much of the story of and to actually tell his side um or is it to talk about achilles through the lens of the person who like loved him and knew him most and so i really Mm -hmm. wish we'd get more patroclus generally but i do also understand why like because patroclus kind of um taking a back seat is not only like says a lot about him but it says a lot about achilles right because achilles comes home at the end of the day and he's like telling the details of like how he's killed and stuff and Mm -hmm. he's becoming more self-centered and he's Mm -hmm. not willing to go fight. He demands this apology. And like, so this smallness of Patroclus highlights how out of hand, I think that Achilles gets. So I agree with you. I'd like to see more Patroclus, but I can also understand it for like the sake of emphasizing like what Achilles becomes, you know, like the terrible thing that he becomes. So it's, Yeah. I also found myself wondering, like, yeah, and I found myself wondering, like, why is Patroclus, like, so in love with him at this point? You know what I mean? Because, like, you can fall out of love and it's like, how can you you be in love with someone that, like, only cares about their honor and their power, Mm -hmm. like, power, you know? And I definitely had that moment as a reader. And I was like, why is he putting up with this? Like, Achilles is not treating him well at all, and he, he needs to stand up for himself and say... I don't deserve that, you know, mm-hmm. especially when Achilles is like, don't bring it up again. And, yeah. and P- Patroclus is just like weak and he's he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that really makes me think of Bresis, who is, 
She's the first woman that um, Patroclus kind of rescues from these like war prizes. That's it's it's a gross concept in general, and so he gets yeah. Achilles to kind of claim these women as much as he can, so that they don't go to the other princes and kings that are going to mistreat them in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And so he kind of like becomes the like head hen of this little roost of women that that he's like collecting for lack of a better term women that he's protecting i guess is a better way to phrase mm-hmm. it yeah um, we know and what you mean. the yeah. first uh woman is Brisis. um i thought i i've heard the audiobook the whole time okay and so i didn't know her name had to be i thought she was Rhesus, and so i thought of her as my little peanut butter cup all right, she's my little girl. No. I love her. She's not the peanut butter cup. She's my little peanut butter cup. All right, and she's just like she very is a sweetie. Sweet. And her and Patroclus have a really interesting relationship. And this was like the one redeeming part of this part of the book, I think, for me because it's Patroclus on his own developing relationships on his own it's someone else seeing him in a different way than Achilles seeing him and seeing the value in what he brings um and he does start to kind of catch feelings and I don't fully know if they're romantic feelings but she becomes someone that's just extremely important to him um and she falls in love with him um and she even is like y'all you want to have a baby and he's like shit maybe i don't know <laughs> i'll think about it though like damn <laughs> oh shit um and they're just very cute together they're just like little besties and she's just like this little third you know and to, to the achilles <laughs> and patroclus she's just their little third and she's like i'm just happy to be here except also like achilles does not pay Breezes. any attention to her <laughs> No, yeah. he doesn't care about her at all. No, he doesn't. No. But Patroclus uh, very much cares, I think. Like, yes. Yeah, you know, I, I really liked her. Um, it was, of course, really sad to see how she was treated along with, like, the other women who are, imp- like, hurt by this. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, not only was it great to see her character, but also to see the side of Patroclus and to kind of wonder, you know, like, what if um, with them and um, and I think too, like to force him to also think about things like, yeah, does he, what does he, what future does he see for himself? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's still really sad how everything ends up with her. Yeah. She was, to me, she was cool, I guess, but I wish she were presented as more of a prominent character in the mm-hmm. book, but mm-hmm. this will come I'll I'll talk about this more in my hot take, but women are kind of treated like an accessory to propel the plot in this book. So it wasn't really surprising to me that she wasn't more prominent, but I just wanted more, more dialogue from her, um, more personality, but yeah, we just didn't get that. So. And to your point, Abby, about like, you know, we're talking about like him, maybe, you know, and Kaylee, you said like he should be falling out of love with Achilles and like, how he feels about Brisis and, and all this. I think this could have been really hit on a lot more because he does end up making a choice where he chooses Brisis over Achilles. And I feel mm-hmm. like yes. it's presented more as like he can't live with the morals of not making that choice versus what I think is probably more accurate, which is 
at this point in his life, Bresis is more important to him than Achilles is and is giving him more than Achilles is in terms of like a fulfilling relationship. And that's why he makes the choice. That oh, he does. yeah. Right. Whether it's romantic point. or right. just a deep friendship, just like partnership. Um, yeah, partnership. And I'm inclined, like personally, reading to that point, I'm inclined to think that even if his romantic feelings for Achilles are stronger, I. I kind of read it as there are some budding like romantic feelings. Um, but um, regardless, yeah, like you said, like he, he is not willing to see her hurt. Um, any, and anyway, yeah. And so he betrays Achilles and doing that and like for good reason. Um, so that kind of then leads us to, um, you know, toward the end of the book where uh, Patroclus can't really bear to stand by and watch the Greeks uh, just, get demolished in this war anymore and um he, yeah he can't just stand by and observe all these things and so he ends up planning to wear achilles's armor and go into battle to trick the trojans into thinking it's achilles coming to the retreat because achilles is choosing not to fight um and so he can at least convince him to uh allow him to dress as him and appear to be him in battle so that it'll at least make them think that he's there um so it works at first um and then apollo uh decides that he is not going to let uh, patroclus get away with this <laughs> um and so then uh patroclus is pretty quickly uh killed um by hector um which then of course brings Achilles uh, out for revenge. And so he kills Hector. Apollo is mad and helps Paris kill him. Everyone loses and is sad. And it's a very epic and kind of just busy ending with yeah. um, or sort of ending with everything happening. It very much feels like as soon as that one domino falls, it's like, yes. pop, 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 pop. like we're making up for lost time. The fates are like, thank God. Like, like let's, it happens let's so on. fast. Yeah. yeah. To your point, for it to be such a big deal, I wondered why, to me at least, this might just be my opinion, but I wondered why Madeline Miller made Patroclus' death so underwhelming. Mm. Like, it was like mm. we weren't even 100% sure that he died for a minute there because his POV keeps going. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I just felt like his death should have been a bigger deal. Like, it should have been like, and that was the last breath I breathed or <laughs> something dramatic <laughs> like that. The breath I broke. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I let out the breath I didn't know I was holding. <laughs> the last I, breath yeah. I didn't know I was holding. Literally, not the cursed line. Oh. Not the cursed line. <laughs> yeah, no, it's surprising. I think how fast it all happens with him, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, to switch to his uh, ghost EPOV, which I really like. But it is hard to see the transition. There's not a lot of ceremony around it or transition mm-hmm. yeah it just kind of he did now he did now yeah i i really liked the ghosty pov i liked how she wrote the feeling powerless and patroclus like trying to still have an influence as a ghosty like whispering to people in their sleep and stuff but it just not working out because he's like a ghost and so even like odysseus at one point tries to help and it, it just doesn't happen um but it did make me feel definitely different about achilles the fact that he was so freaking stubborn about not fighting and like also the fact that it was over just like the dumbest petty argument mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. of like i'm disrespected so i'm not gonna do this and like i think that's the point of it so i acknowledge that but i was like right. god i really don't like you by this point you know like i am no. not an achilles person by the end of this book i'm like you are so selfish and self-absorbed and it's like crazy to me because i still think achilles genuinely values patroclus and like cares about him and the fact that patroclus is like i'm going to do this and achilles Mm -hmm. is like go on then and then acts surprised that patroclus dies i'm like you dumb motherfucker like what did you think was going to happen like do something do anything you know like you don't want the trojans to win like you're just gonna sit here and, and be petty and I think some of that credit or blame goes to Thetis too because I think for whatever reason like her influence grew on him by this point probably because his ego was growing and she's also going to be feeding into that and like whispering in his ear more and she was very much like we ain't giving in baby and I got Zeus on my side too and it's like what is going on right now yeah over something so petty like he said and that's actually an interesting, interesting point too, Maddie, because to be honest, like I wasn't thinking that her influence on him was growing. I was thinking that it was just his ego and pride yeah. was growing and like he was getting so blinded by that that like he just straight up wasn't thinking rationally. Like you said, it's not because he doesn't care about Patroclus. I think he mm-hmm. does, but he's just getting blinded by yeah. how obsessed he is with his own image and obsessed with doing it the way he wants to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was, I thought it was crazy when he just like lets him go off and do that. I mean, obviously you can kind of figure out what's coming at that point, but yeah, which that was a cool he's... scene. I will yeah. say. When he rides, I thought so. When he rides yeah, into really like on the chariot and stuff, it's kind of weird to not like we talked about earlier, like for him not to be built up as this warrior and then to go like taking spears. They're like he actually killed someone, and I'm like, of course he did. Like he's but not just someone, but like the second, trained, the second highest behind Hector, that. right? Yeah, yeah. He trained next to so, Achilles. He, he I did really like skill. that scene, but yeah. then it just ends kind of abruptly. So yeah, and I yeah. was gonna say I think. Achilles' feelings to Patroclus become secondary to his, um, to his like yearn for mm-hmm. power, unfortunately. So I yeah. think while he did care for Patroclus, it, he realized that too little, too late. Like, obviously, he, he didn't realize that. Oh, Piper. Little Piper. <laughs> Cat appearance. Cat Sorry. appearance. He didn't, I think he didn't realize like how much he had let his feelings for Patroclus like fall behind mm-hmm. until Patroclus was dead. And so it is kind of interesting, like in that, in the sense that I think they both became secondary to each other in priority. So it's like Achilles fell in love with his fame and his star power and his, you know, ego and Patroclus fell in love with his partnership with Reese's peanut butter cup. And so this is what is the result. You know, they both die in a horrendous (laughs) series of events because they stopped valuing each other. But like part of me, this is another moment that was really cute. And I wish it had come back is like um, in the beginning, Achilles is like, tell me a hero's story that doesn't end in tragedy. And there is none. And he's like, mine won't because of you. Yeah. And like that moment is so cute. And I really wanted Patroclus to be like, do you remember when you made this vow? Like 
you're choosing to Uh, not have a happy ending you know like it would have been such an emotional moment and like I don't know I just I would the whole that's what I was screaming at Achilles is like my brother in Christ like you're choosing to not have a happy ending right now yeah that's a good point I forgot about that whole line oh there's so many of those that hurted and there's so many of those like that again one thing I wish I would have like highlighted or bookmarked Mm -hmm. like the pages with those because I think that adds so much to the story when you find these little one lines that oh yeah they hurt pain and talking of pain the rest of the book is misery yeah (laughs) yeah so after after they die um you know Achilles's final wish because he knows he's gonna go kill Hector for vengeance and which means he's gonna die um he's like I only want one thing from you bastards and that is to be buried with my beloved um Patroclus and they're like bet and then he dies and then Achilles's son shows up who's been raised by Thetis this whole time so he's a just and he's 12 he's 12 and he's such a brat he is oh i hate him and uh he's like he calls like patroclus like a slave and he's like slaves can't get buried with their masks and just like all this wretched behavior and everyone's like well okay you're right um and it's it's awful (laughs) it's just terrible yeah it's uh it's awful but like i um I, and I know we just talked about, but I did really like the idea of like um, being in Patroclus's like spirit POV mm-hmm. and just like I think the aftermath of everything um, was just as important. Of of course, Achilles is the one who, you know, is honored in death. Of course, yes, um, no one listens um, or they just think Patroclus is a nobody and like mm-hmm. doesn't care to honor him. And um, I love, love, love the ending with Thetis of um, her sitting there and Achilles finally getting through to her mm-hmm. and recounting all these special things that he loved about, or sorry, Patroclus recounting things about that he loved about Achilles. And mm-hmm. it's just like all these beautiful things. And she finally decides like, okay, like, let me help you. Um, yeah. Let's honor you too. And like, oh, I will say that ending will stick with me. And like the last paragraph, it's so beautiful when they reunite and it's just oh it's so good i think it's a great also going back to like thetis and her character development she like tells patroclus basically like tell me about my son and so for the first time i think she's really considering like who achilles was as a person rather than as a legacy and so the only person that knows that is patroclus uh, because she never bothered to get to know achilles beyond that and no one did no yeah. one did and so him being able to give her that as you know a sense of closure and him also just i just got the sense the way that it was written that like he was so excited to be able to share that with her and to talk about achilles right. in that way and it's like um, okay, another line, another cute thing, right? And I want to at all of the romanticy writers right now, okay? Y'all better listen up. You better turn up the volume. You better write this down. This is how you do a recurring cutesy relationship phrase, okay? You use it yeah. once or twice in the beginning to establish it, and then I should not read it again 
until an emotional moment. And retweet. In yeah. this scene, we get the and this and this and this and this and this, which was like previously used to tell us basically like how well Achilles and Patroclus like could just talk to each other about anything and this and this and all the things he loved about Achilles and this and this and this and this and And it's used in this scene to talk about all of his memories about Achilles and all the things he loves about Achilles that he's telling Thetis and it just like oh it made me tear up it's making me tear up even a little bit right now because it was just like so sweet and so well used and it called back to like that part of the book that I loved, which was just like when their relationship yeah. was really building. And uh, it was so good. And a shout out to Fraser Douglas, who narrated the audiobook, because every time he says this line, especially now, like he narrates it just like so well with such good emphasis. And like it was just very, it was great. It was great. I see you, King. You knocked it out of the park. Eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> or like oh the part two where they um oh, Piper, Piper <laughs> sorry cat on the keyboard break um I had to mute um the part where they like um re reunite you know mm-hmm. at the very at the very very end and it says the thing about them like joining hands and it was like just like this flood of light or whatever it is it describes yeah. it beautifully but yeah. it's oh, it's it hurts it's tough but it was good it's a good strong ending ending. great ending it was a good ending ending. yeah yeah Yeah. and like thank god after the slodge of war oh my god i was so ready give me a little something something yeah (laughs) i need a little treat for me so (laughs) a little reward yeah Yeah. it'll pay off yeah yeah great ending great ending yep all right so now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast which is our hot takes and pour overs so i'll go first my hot take is that madeline miller had the opportunity to write a true retelling and remove some of the misogyny and poor treatment towards women and she did not do this and this is something that killed me throughout the book and it was really painful to read especially coming from a female author Mm -hmm. it was really weird to me how she like changed some details um like we had kind of talked about in this episode she changed like a few details throughout the book from history and from ancient greek history and she did not change this and it was it was just all really uncomfortable painful to read and and i don't get the point of doing a retelling if you're not changing much like you're changing just little tiny details you know yeah no, this is a wholehearted retweet for me because several times it gave me the ick towards like Patroclus because I'm like, I I don't like you when you talk about women this way and you're kind of like ascribing to this culture. Like it doesn't make you a sympathetic character to me. And there were people in the society that thought differently like Odysseus as we see over and over again in the book. And it was weird to me for her to acknowledge him as like a sympathetic or maybe like progressive character in that way and to not like ascribe that to Patroclus because like why not why not you know like if he ain't on the books as like a terrible person why not make him more sympathetic or like use his voice in that way I don't know yeah I think that's my thing is that um I understand the references to some of the stuff again like understanding like the historical 
thing at a time. But I will say, particularly for his POV, like like we've established, um, there was an opportunity. And I get that neither of these characters are perfect, and that's made pretty clear. But there was an opportunity to do something there, at least through his perspective and how he views things. Um, so, yeah. Right. 100%. My pour over is our man Odysseus. Okay. I am, I don't know anything about ancient Greek mythology, ancient Greek history, but I'm really rooting for Odysseus because he's an MVP. Okay. Like he's a kink and I want, I want what's best for him. And I hope he reunites with his wife and they live a happily ever after. So mm -hmm. yeah. She's rooting for him. She's rooting, rooting for, for Odysseus. I am too. I am Odyssey. too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tune in next week when we find out that he's a completely terrible character and we yeah. retract everything we just said. But I agree. Book version? Agreed. Book version? Agreed. I don't know yeah. anything about the other one. He's pretty solid in, in the actual mythology lore, but he goes through it. He does end up having like a pretty happy ending, but the man be struggling after the war ends. Like The war is just the beginning of the Odyssey, and that's a whole book. So mm. we are rooting for him, but it didn't help him. <laughs> I can't believe you're spoiling the Odyssey. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, this is what happens in the Odyssey. If you haven't read it. I will read you a passage from my Greek myths book. <laughs> <laughs> the Odyssey. Hot new book of 2024. True. Anticipated releases. <laughs> Anticipated releases. Go back and listen to last week's episode. It's on there. Mood. Um, so, Along with the Bible. Right. <laughs> along with the bible hot new right. hot new take hot new read um <laughs> so my hot take um was that i wish we would have gotten more it's not like a super spicy take but still i wish we would have gotten more context for uh helen's story and before this episode our uh resident uh myth queen maddie was giving me some of the rundown so um i i get why we didn't but i do think it would have um been cool to have more of her story and Again, it's on me to go into something like this and have a little bit of a working knowledge of how it works if I want to, I think, interpret it. I Well, okay, not you don't have to do that, but it's more like I understand why I couldn't think beyond the story for that, right? So if I want to think beyond the story, I'd have to read it myself. But I do think, though, that like knowing her decision was different in the actual myth and things like that influences a lot of how I think about the story. So I don't know. Yeah, more no, Helen. I agree, and I think too, like, and I don't, I, I haven't read enough, maybe about like the Trojan War to know how it's treated in other places. I just kind of know a little bit of like the origin, but like, mm -hmm. for these people to be fighting this war for ten plus years over the same ass thing, and for us to never get a conversation where they're like what actually happened like what is going on is this like i know we made an oath but like really like we're the we only got so many grecians you know like we, we, we what are we doing here uh i i think it's a little i'm like maybe they were all simple you know like if we're really not questioning this to any degree <laughs> about like why are we still fighting after 10 years I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like it, a critical thought, please. Yeah. Anybody. And, you know, maybe that's the society ran by men. You know, maybe that's the lesson is like if there was a True. woman on the council, maybe things would have turned out differently. But there wasn't. <laughs> so. Right. We are just here to be men and that's to right. be men and be strong. Yeah. Match. Match. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my hot take um, for my 
uh, pour over. Um, I'm still thinking about Patroclus's choice to betray Achilles to protect uh, Rhesus. Um, I think, like you were talking about, Maddie, it, it really just makes us consider um, not only his relationship with Rhesus, but also very much with Achilles, um, whether it's his morals or just like how he's feeling about both of them at that time. Um, but it's significant. It's a big moment for Patroclus. Um, and so, yeah, it's a big scene in the book that I'm still kind of thinking about. Yeah. Mood. Okay. So for me, um, my hot take is I think Patroclus deserved more than just being made out to be a war wife. Just straight up. I think making them fit into the mold of like a classic husband and wife roles was just like very derivative and like not very interesting I think it's giving very much like when straight people ask queer couples like which one of you is the woman and which one of you is the man like that's not how that Mm -hmm. works and so we don't need to follow that like that's not how every relationship needs to be um it it was totally possible for Patroclus to have been a perfectly standard warrior in his own right, as we talked about. He could have had a lot of character development. He could have had a lot of interesting perspectives on things. You know, he he could have been an individual person in this story, and he just wasn't. He was a footnote, and I think, you know, I, I still think this would have been a great opportunity to tell Patroclus's story Um because we know about Achilles. We know. We know. And I mm-hmm. want to know about Patroclus, okay? And so I was disappointed. But. I agree wholeheartedly, yeah. More Patroclus. More Patroclus. Yep. Please. I agree. Um, and then my pour over. Um, for me, I'm still going to be thinking about all the sweet little things that made me love Patroclus and Achilles. Mm-hmm. And just how big of an impact that had for me on how I felt about the romance in general. Um, I think it's just a really good example of like what good romance consists of um, and how to build like that foundation to really get your readers invested in a romance and in a, in a Mm -hmm. partnership. So I'm still, you know, laying in bed at night and I'm like, and this, and this, and this. Oh, <laughs> or like every time I say Patroclus, I'm like, am I saying it too fast? Like it's unhinged. But I'm like, it's I must so say it slow. You know, it was good, good food, good food. <laughs> yeah, sweet moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. It was very cute. Very cute. All right. Um, before we go, let's go over our ratings and favorite parts of the book. So I'll go first. My rating was a 3.5 out of 5, so rounded up to a 4 on Goodreads. It was just missing a lot for me, and like we said, I, we wanted more Patroclus, but I can acknowledge that it was a well-written book, mm-hmm. so that's where my 3.5 comes from. It just, I don't think it was for me. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part was the ending, like we've talked about. I love the sweetness of Thetis and Patroclus finally finding some common ground, which is like their love for Achilles. I thought it was I thought it was really well written, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the reason totally. for me. Yeah. My rating was a three of five. It just had it had too much war and ick and I'm just a baby. But <laughs> it was really well written and like I said like I've said a hundred times. Like the romance was just like it was ugh, the first quarter of the book. Just it gets me through, you know. So I give it a three of five. It was not written for me 
I was just really disappointed by some of the choices. So she can't be a four to five for me, but she was still good. Um, and then my favorite part. So the ending is like legendary. Let's be real. But um, it's true for just like a small and like irrelevant part that really like shifted the way that I was feeling about the book is like the moment that Achilles and Patroclus are in class together and the teacher is like, he can't have that liar. And Achilles is like, actually, he can have any liar he damn well pleases. And it's kind of the first moment where you see Achilles use his influence to help Patroclus and to like stick Mm -hmm. up for him. And that was the first moment that I was like, oh, we're cooking. Like, okay. Like, he, he, you know, had me like kicking my feet and giggling a little bit. And I was like, it was cute. You know, so just that in the sense that it starts that like really cute series of moments between them. And it's something so small, but it also is so like, I don't know, little schoolgirl moment where you're like, my crush like said this to the teacher for me. And it's a precious, precious moment. Be cute. Be cute. Agreed. Um, So my rating, um, I gave it a four out of five. Um, I did like it quite a lot. I do have, you know, some of the same issues with it. And I wish, I think there's a lot of opportunity for things that could have been done differently. Um, But overall, I liked it a lot. Um, I, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, Not a perfect five out of five, but a good solid four for me. Um, My favorite part was, um, yeah, the ending goes without saying, just chef's kiss, perfect ending. Um, And then I've already said it earlier, but when Patroclus betrays Achilles and I think just everything that kind of leads up to that and when he's actually in the tent and he like slices his hands, like, I don't know, I think it's a... I had no idea what he was doing then. I was like, what is he doing? (laughs) Yeah, no, it is very much the drama goes back and talks to him. Like, um, I thought it was a really good scene um, and just a big choice that I liked a lot in the book. So I got to give it to Patroclus for that, because when it really came down to it, he was a queen of the drama. Like he knew the the stage. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here for, I was here for that. I was like, yes, let's get into it. So yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Incredible. So if everyone has said their piece, we, that's all the tea. I don't know why I'm talking like that. That's all the tea that we have on the song of Achilles. (laughs) um i use all my brain cells in the discussion clearly so next week we are going to be spilling the tea on the book of asriel by amber v nicole um so very excited i know nothing about that book so excited to crack it open same um you can stay up to date with us uh on instagram tiktok or youtube by following us at at spill the novelty on all of the things um and while you're there let us know did this book live up to the hype for you do you like the Patroclus point of view? Do you feel the same way we feel? Let us know. We want to hear your hot takes and your feelings. So we will see you next week. Bye.